beautiful listeners. I have not been consistent with my podcast. That's okay. <laughs> okay, but that doesn't mean I don't have abundance of ideas because I do. It's just the energy behind it. You feel me? Today, I wasn't planning on recording this podcast. When did I decide to record this podcast? A few seconds ago. This is because today I ate something that really, really affected me on a physical level. And it, of course, had me self reflecting. And so I started to remember things from my past when I had other struggles with my eating. So this is what happened. It all started <laughs> last week when I went to Trader Joe's. It was a hot day and I had to go to the store for a few things. And I like to shop at the grocery stores because I love food and I also tend to get things that I didn't intend to and I'm fine with that and I'm happy that I do that <laughs> so um, I ended up buying some ciabatta bread from Trader Joe's if you guys don't know what ciabatta bread is it's like a certain kind of bread it's shaped like a square and it kind of has like a puffier top. And I just thought it looked good. And that's good enough for me. I wanted to try it. So what was on this ciabatta bread was kind of like an everything bagel. Poppy seeds, onion, sesame seeds and raw sea salt. Now, I know a lot of you are pretty new to the macrobiotic understanding of food and the energy that food gives to you, but one of the biggest things is to avoid extreme and even though sea salt is a better quality of salt because it must be restated that we need salt our blood requires that mineral and many other minerals that are found only in the ocean why do people take iodine supplements other mineral supplements because they're only found in the ocean but people don't realize hey what if i just eat the seaweed <laughs> no people much rather pay more money for processed energy because it's in a pill form or it's in a gummy form filled with sugar and what does sugar do it depletes minerals so i just okay this is a whole other tangent so we need salt <clears throat> But the thing is, 
it's very very powerful it's a very powerful energy when we consume too much salt or poor quality salt it tightens our organs it creates emotions that are also tight and contractive we become angry we become less in control of our actions of our thoughts it's more likely that you'll behave in more animalistic ways this is part of what creates aggression in people physical aggression emotional anger and in the most extreme forms causes people to commit uh, an array of crimes so the issue of extreme and poor quality salt is not just oh it makes you bloat no it's much bigger than that and i know that and i've I've known that for the past few years that I've been studying the energy of food. But I wanted to try this bread. <laughs> and I thought, "Nah, it's okay. It's probably not that bad." This is where your experience is so valuable. So, I made myself a sandwich. Actually, I made myself a sandwich yesterday. and upon the first bite i already knew this bread is really salty but it tasted so good i didn't want to waste the food it mostly tasted so good <laughs> i didn't want to stop eating it so i finished my sandwich it didn't take too much long after that i started to feel the effects within me I felt hot. I felt something happening in my face, like that feeling when you blush or you're embarrassed, like blood rising or some like your face is getting hot. And I felt that within my body and I felt that tightness and I started to get cravings. And that's the other part of eating too much or poor quality salt. I've mentioned this before in previous podcasts and if you're a part of the Fairy Sister tier or higher in our monthly lives, I've talked about it. But there's a 1 to 7 ratio when it comes to the yin and yang energy. So for one unit of yang it takes 7 units of yin to balance out. So in other words is just energy. Even the tiniest amount of yang in order to balance that energy 
you have to consume seven times as much on the other side. Yin energy to even out your craving, to even out your body, to even out your mood. So when you eat salt, it's not just, oh, I get thirsty, so I need to drink water. Because everyone gets thirsty when they drink when they eat something salty. Everyone does. It's a natural biological reaction. But the thing is, to balance that craving, you need seven times as much as what you initially ate that was salty or more yang. So oftentimes, people who consistently eat more yang foods have larger appetites, not because they're, they're physically hungry, but because they're just trying to balance out this energy. It's a, it's a big problem. That's why I, I, it's one of the many reasons why I'm, have concern for people who eat animal food on a regular basis is not it's not what people think I feel like people get defensive pretty quickly if you say anything against eating animal products because the main argument that people have been using and continue to use is don't you care about animals and the truth is a lot of people care about animals they do but this was me not too long ago my priority was not kindness towards animals my priority were was my taste buds, my preference of food, my continuation of my recovery in my eating disorder, not adhering to anyone's diet culture, diet shaming. So I, I really, I really feel like the vegetarian vegan movement really needs to prioritize a different aspect in their arguments or in their I was going to say propaganda because in a way it is but there needs to be something stronger and I feel like part of the reason why they can't really why the animal thing is so strong is because there's so many holes in a vegetarian, strictly vegetarian diet, strictly vegan diet. Because the only things that make those lifestyles stand apart is in vegetarianism, just don't eat meat. That's all the diet consists of. You can eat whatever you want, however you want it, whatever cooking style, whenever. The only requirement to be a vegetarian is just don't eat meat. You can eat eggs, you can eat sugar, you can eat dairy. Just don't eat meat. That's a pretty um, 
simple guideline. And vegans, the only thing about being a vegan, just don't eat animal product. There's plenty of vegans who eat nothing but processed foods, who eat microwaved foods, frozen foods, don't really cook, prepackaged foods, you know? There needs to be, and in any other meat eater, there's plenty of meat eaters out there that cook fresh food every day. And so they look at a, a, a vegan who doesn't eat any animal product, but they're eating packaged microwavable meals, and they're thinking, how, what, how is that healthier? You can't, you know, it's just not, you see what I, okay, I'm digressing from my story. So, so I started to feel these effects on me, and I started to, if you guys, do you guys watch the show, um, Arrested Development? <laughs> and so one of the ongoing jokes of Arrested Development is, is, um, I think it's, is with, is with the character Gobe. Isn't it Gobe? <laughs> and it's like, this is bad. I forget what the catchphrase is, but it's like, it's like something always bad happens and he goes, oh, this is bad. Like, I don't know. Okay, I should have, whatever. So th- that's what I felt like. I felt like that meme <laughs> from Arrested Development. <laughs> but I was like, hey, you know what? I kind of knew what I was getting into when I bought this bread. And you know what? I don't have to continue eating it. I can just, you know, live the rest of my day and, you know, (laughs) business as usual. (laughs) Well, it was actually a very great day yesterday. And I had a surprise visit from one of my best friends. She was in the neighborhood and she offered to get me a lovely iced coffee drink. <laughs> um, and now again, <laughs> those are not things I, I, I should not be eating. And most people, you know, they need to cut back on that. It's not the best under ideal conditions. So, but I love coffee. And it was a hot day. And I had eaten that raw salt bread. (laughs) And honestly, for the past few days, I have been craving iced coffee. But because I know it's not the best for me, you know, I just, I, and you know, the time that we're in right now, it's not really a great idea to be spending so much money eating out I mean it's a whole thing if you are going to spend money (laughs) to eat out it's like it's good that it helps local restaurants but at the same time you know a lot of people are struggling with their income and their work it's a whole thing okay so I 
happily accepted the offer for this lovely treat and I actually chose a decaf iced latte with almond milk and they had a seasonal flavor which I always like the, those kind of things so it was gonna be a lavender latte and I love lavender so I said okay and you know I didn't think to ask <laughs> but the lavender syrup of course had sugar in it and I didn't realize that until I got home and I took a sip and I was like man but it did taste good <laughs> So I slowly was sipping on it. And the other thing that a lot of people forget is that your mouth is an important part of your digestion. In fact, in Chinese medicine, the framework of macrobiotics in in the diagnosis of many different conditions as well as personality traits future predictions so many things are in plain sight clear on somebody's face and the state of your entire digestive system is clearly represented in your mouth clear as day so a lot of people don't realize that when they take the time to chew, break down their food, liquefy their food, mix their saliva that contains amazing enzymes that break down your food for easier digestion, absorption, you know, that takes place in your mouth and people just... To my, to my horror, <laughs> people swallow things without chewing them. And the thing is, this doesn't just go for solid foods. The ideal situation would actually be to even chew your liquids, even water. I know all of you guys are like, what? What? Weird! No, what fitness guru out there is talking about this? I'll wait. Okay, continuing. And this is ancient wisdom, people. This is ancient wisdom we have forgotten. And we're listening to 20-year-old white girls in sports bras and yoga pants talking about their acai bowls. Continuing. I'm trying, okay, we're going to continue. So I just thought, okay, I'll just sip this slowly and chew my coffee. And it was fine, you know. I definitely felt later on that day a huge drain of my energy. And I was like, girl, it was that coffee. But girl, eh, what did you start your day with? Some <laughs> salty bread. Now, at the end of the day, I thought, hey, you know what, Michelle? You ate some really delicious food that you don't always eat. And not only that, I also ate whole grain and vegetables 
And that's really the main thing. And that you eat whole grains and vegetables every day. Everything else, you know, is flexible. But your whole grains and your vegetables should be every day, no matter what, like clockwork. That is the staple. So today, you know, I woke up and I was thinking, man, what should I eat today? What should I eat for breakfast? And I, I know what I should eat. I know what I should eat. And I had that experience yesterday that, you know, was kind of rocky for me, but I survived. (laughs) But what did I choose to eat today? (laughs) Another ciabatta bread sandwich with that salt. Same thing. And I felt the same effects, the heat, the tightening of the cravings. And again, I was like, man, why did I do this again? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell my boyfriend because this is something I don't know if many people struggle with. I don't know. Maybe it's just um, two Virgos in a relationship. <laughs> um, but sometimes, you know, I, I eat things and I know that my boyfriend wouldn't eat them because he knows what I know, but he is much more disciplined much 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 more disciplined part of that is he grew up in a different time he was exposed to different nourishment he started practicing macrobiotics caring about his health at an earlier age than i did in a way and he He's a seven metal in the nine star key. He's a Virgo. I mean, there's he's a jazz musician. He's a he's a very specific kind of crazy, and I'm a different kind of crazy. But you know me, my feminine energy. I have a four planet Cancer stellium. I am a one water. One waters are very proud. They are very proud. On the outside, we seem very flexible and agreeable. But on the inside, we... One waters are the strongest sign in the Night Star Key Astrology. We are... We're very proud. (laughs) But all my cancer placements in tropical astrology is very like you know, wants to be accepted, doesn't want to cause problems, wants to please, and that's also a Virgo trait too, wants to please, wants to, you know, be of service, but, so I didn't tell my boyfriend about what happened the day before, because I, it's not that my boyfriend would shame me, but he is a Virgo, and he would say things (laughs) that I already knew, but I was not in the mood to hear. So today I thought, you know what, I'm going to tell him because I would like his help with this situation. So I told him, hey, you know, that bread, (laughs) 
messed me up. And I don't know. What do you think we should do with that bread? Should we just throw it away? We have a homeless friend that we visit a few times a week and we bring him food and, you know, just different things like that. Um, so I thought like, oh, should we give him the rest of the bread? And my boyfriend just suggested, okay, what we can do is maybe brush some of that salt off. We could cut some of the top off and we can also just cut the bread in half so it's not so we're not eating he doesn't really he's more affected by salt than i am honestly so it's mostly for me but (laughs) like so you don't have to eat that whole big old piece of bread at once and it's not so extreme so it was actually really helpful to have that feedback but throughout the day you know i i'm continue i'm continuing to see how this is affecting me and I'm remembering a few things first I recently read the diet for natural beauty by Aveline Kushi and and Maya Tiwari Maya Tiwari is an Ayurvedic specialist and Aveline Kushi was Michio Kushi's wife you guys don't know who Michio Kushi is, he was one of the most influential figures in the health food movement of the 60s, 70s, 80s, and more specifically in macrobiotics. So he's written a lot of really good books. If you just type in Michio Kushi books, you pick any one of his books they're gonna blow your mind i recommend anything michio has to say (laughs) you can also find some of his lectures on youtube too so in this book i was reading the section that maya tawari was writing and she was talking about the three areas of health in the Ayurvedic philosophy. And Ayurveda is very, very similar to macrobiotics. Very, very similar. It's just more based on the ancient Indian philosophy, you know? Um, And so it's just a little bit different. And honestly, I... I encourage everyone to study as much as they can about health, different philosophies, and every philosophy has something that you can benefit from because every person and every situation is case by case. There are some constants that are, you know, should be your framework but you know different people different situations make you know one philosophy might have wisdom that will help you in a specific situation even though it doesn't go with you know some of these other things that you've been studying so that's how i look at it and i also 
want to remind people about where do you live and that is something that so many people forget about is where do you live eat in a way that supports you where you live so a lot of the ayurvedic recipes and food recommendations is mostly made for indian people unless you live in that general part of the world i wouldn't recommend people to follow that lifestyle completely you can research it definitely maybe apply some things here and there but i if you live in california i don't recommend you to eat like someone that lives in the country of india it's just not it's just not the same environment it's not it doesn't make sense so anyways <laughs> she said something really cool and michio has said this before in his books and that is not to get fanatical about your health and i think i think i felt called out <laughs> as a pisces moon in the 6th house <laughs> which tends to tends to be um people people tend to get crazy about their health they tend to get carried away with their health whether that be you know fear of illnesses whether that be creating illnesses is just is kind of a difficult placement speaking from experience <laughs> um so i thought that was actually super helpful because as much as my life has taught me through my experiences about this not to get carried away in a certain way of living, a certain way of thinking. Once in a while, I still go that way. <laughs> Pisces moon in the 6th house. What do you expect? <laughs> Virgo rising. Come on, girl. <laughs> so, you know, I was reminded of that and I was like, "Hey, you know what? I've made some mistakes these past few days." But okay, let's kind of let this go. <laughs> let's kind of not obsess about it. Let's kind of release this overthinking. Then I remembered when I was in a higher level of care for my eating disorder in 2009, I was struggling with binge eating. It was really really out of hand. And I was accepted into this treatment center that offered a variety of different, you know, levels of care and I was in the day program. So I would show up at 10:30 in the morning, they would take my um stats or whatever, weigh me, do my blood pressure, and then I'd carry on the day at the treatment center with whole bunch of group therapy, individual therapy, 
you know, special, special groups like nutrition group, art therapy, um, acting, you know, like role playing, um, dance therapy, and um, a lot of facing your fears with food by trying foods that we were afraid to because our eating disorder said this is bad, you know, and for whatever reason. And of course, we had our meals there and our snacks. So one day I showed up to my day of treatment after I had binged. (laughs) After I had binged that morning, I went to Starbucks because I love coffee (laughs) and I love chocolate and I love sugar and I love baked goods. So what did I eat at Starbucks? I got a big old chocolate frappuccino with whipped cream, a brownie, and who knows what else I got. I I think I got a few other things because it was a binge. I think... I'm not sure if I had breakfast and then I binged or if I was supposed to just have breakfast and then it turned into a binge. But regardless, I felt horrible about myself because that's the pattern of binge eating. You binge and you feel horrible about yourself. So not only that, I was in a treatment center for this exact problem and I felt extra shameful because I'm like, I'm working on this issue, and cool, I'm still doing it. That's great. So I felt really, really bad about myself. On top of this, I was already pretty overweight. I was at my highest weight I've ever been at. I'm 5'2", 5'3", and I was about 200 pounds. So it was very very uncomfortable for me and I'm gonna layer on top of this even more most eating disorder patients are thinner underweight regular average weight at the time that I was attending groups so I was usually the heaviest person in the group and I knew it it wasn't even just like oh I think I'm the heaviest you know no I literally was the heaviest person in the group and I don't know if anybody can relate but it feels worse when you're actually and this is a group for eating disorders it's just like a whole thing and there's that's a stigma that I'm glad I was able to get out of You know, because part of what kept me in denial about my illness was the fact that I thought, I'm not thin, I'm not underweight, so I don't have an eating disorder. But going through that experience, clearly you don't need to be the stereotype of someone with an eating disorder to have an eating disorder and to be sick and to be worthy of help and qualified to start healing and start changing your life so anyway so that was all the shame all the shame i was carrying with me this particular day and 
the first group that we had was just like a check-in group in the morning and it's to say you know how did the night go how did the morning go how are we feeling about lunch and I don't think I said much I think I did mention you know I binged or I feel horrible something like that there was a lot of people um during this time that I was in that program there was a lot of patients so I'm not sure if I was able to speak very much so um you know we had some time in between that group therapy and when we were gonna go have lunch so I kind of this is my nature too to just keep to myself (laughs) so I kept to myself and I I think I was laying down and on one of the couches and I was crying. I was crying, I was crying, I was crying, I was crying, so much crying. And oh man, I'm gonna start crying right now. One of the dietitians there, which honestly, she was probably one of the best nutritionists, dietitians. <laughs> that I've ever worked with. She was amazing. I'm not sure what her sign was. She might have been a Capricorn, an Aries. (laughs) Are you getting the vibe? She was a professional bodybuilder, a former professional bodybuilder. Now she was a nutritionist. And she started talking to me. She asked me what was going on. And I told her, I really don't want to eat lunch. I just binged this morning. And I was going through all the things. (laughs) I was saying it was so many calories. It was so much sugar. Like I shouldn't eat anything for the rest of the day. Because that's the nature of binges. (laughs) You eat like a day's worth of calories within half an hour or an hour or a few days worth of calories within an hour, you know? So I felt really horrible and I felt like, you know, I'm already 200 pounds and I'm just going to keep gaining weight, you know, clearly what I'm doing here isn't working why am I still binge eating and now you're gonna make me go eat lunch and the food that was available in the cafeteria it was normal food it wasn't but to an eating disorder patient it was unfamiliar food number one so that's already a trigger (laughs) Number two, it's normal food. It's not diet food. (laughs) So it was scary. It was actually, meals were actually pretty stressful at an eating disorder treatment center. (laughs) So she told me, she's like, you know what, Michelle? thing is you're creating new patterns so even though you binged this morning 
you have to work on these new patterns because it's these new patterns that are going to help you not to binge, to be eating regular meals that are actually food that supports you. Regular food (laughs) that's not just a whole bunch of brownies, but it's actually vegetables, protein, carbs, fat, yeah, maybe a little bit dessert here and there, you know, so you won't go crazy and restrict yourself, restrict yourself, restrict yourself, and then eat all the desserts at Starbucks. (laughs) So that actually really helped me, and it was extremely scary. It was terrifying. There was There was a few times where I caused a scene at the table because I was afraid of my food. I was afraid of my food. That's your nourishment, you know? You should not fear your food. And I'm saying this as an eating disorder survivor. And I'm saying this as a macrobiotic teacher you should not fear your food so even if you know it's not good for you on any level on many levels it doesn't matter even if you know this is not the best for me whatever whatever do not feel Shame. Do not feel guilty. Do not feel bad about your food. Your food is nourishing you. Of course, we always want to put consideration into what we're eating. But sometimes, like the past few days, I just wanted to try that bread. That bread tasted delicious. That coffee drink tasted delicious. Were those things the best option for me? No. But they nourished me and they actually created balance in a way. Even though it was a little bit more extreme than what I want to regularly be consuming. It was still nourishment and I enjoyed it. So, I just thought that I should share this story. And to remind you that if you find yourself in a similar situation, maybe you did binge. Maybe you did eat something that you're trying not to eat so much of. Or something that you know causes struggles for you. Mentally, physically spiritually, (laughs) culturally, religiously, (laughs) but spiritual too. The, the, The key is to keep, keep going on your pattern. Cool. If you're struggling with binge eating and you binge this morning, cool. Still have a regular lunch. Still have a regular dinner. If you are hungry for it, 
you know, if you ate raw salt on your bread this morning and you ate an iced sugar decaf latte yesterday, cool. Still eat your grains, still eat your vegetables, and maybe cut back on the saltiness for the next few days. And maybe increase your raw vegetables, vegetables, don't season them, don't put salt on them, just have plain vegetables, raw veg. did I already say raw vegetables? <laughs> maybe have some seasonal local fruit, maybe some good quality fruit juice, drink more water, exercise, meditate, be in nature, sing a happy song. All these things help to balance energy from food. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this story. I hope you got something from it. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. Peace.